Lord, I am. It's a long journey. I, I feel confused sometimes. I, Lord, I know you said in 2 Timothy 1.9 that he has saved us and he's called us. You, you have saved us and called us with a holy calling, Lord. Not according to our works, but according to your own purpose. But I'm unsure about my purpose. Many times I, I question what I should do and how I should move forward. I know Ephesians tells me that now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, but yet with everything that the world is throwing at us, oh God, I'm exhausted. I don't know how to keep on. In Acts you talked about David who, who, who loved you and you refer to as a friend. But Lord, you said after he served the purposes of God in his own generation, he fell asleep and was buried with his fathers. Oh God, do I do that? Do I serve your purposes, Lord? Or, or do I just fill my life with um, ordinary things? Oh, God, I, I desperately, I desperately want to believe. I, I want to believe that you have a very specific purpose for me, Lord. I want, I want, to, I want to know what's there for me in, in my life. Lord, I, I, I so want to experience your power. As I serve you, I, I want to know that you are a part of the things that I'm doing. But Lord, I'm worn out. Life just keeps throwing curveball after curveball. And every time I rejoice in, in what I see as the victory, I get blindsided with more bad news. And Lord, I know you said I will not fear bad news, but... Sometimes I do, God. I, I fear bad news. Lord, who am I that I could accomplish something that's, that truly makes a difference? This, this journey is so long. You know, the odds are against me, Lord. I, I don't know what to do. I know I can't complete this journey by myself. I, I sometimes feel as if, Lord, I'm surrounded by people. I, uh, and yet they don't, they don't know me. They don't know my pain. They don't, they don't know my struggles. They don't understand the things that I'm going through. Lord, I, I, I fear that I'm going to fail. Help me, Lord. Help, help me with my unbelief. That's a real prayer. I wrote it, and uh, just some thoughts that are there. 
maybe many of you have experienced some of those same feelings. Maybe some of you uh, can share those emotions and, and share the idea of, of being so caught up in everything in life that you don't know how to keep moving forward. You don't know how to experience God in his power. Man, we can talk about God's purpose for your life all day long, but what is that? I do believe that God has invited us to a journey of a lifetime. Every one of us, you and me. And this journey, man, I tell you, every journey has mountaintops and valleys and all those things. But boy, I, I think he's invited us to this journey of a lifetime. And not knowing, not understanding my purpose, not understanding my place can bring me or you into a place of real frustration. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, I, I think it's very difficult for us. Do you think that the current circumstances are so overwhelming that you are sentenced to missing out on the greatness of God? The last two years have been kind of tough, haven't they? Boy, who would have thought? Who would have thought the things that would have happened in the last two years with the pandemic and social unrest and so many other things? You know, we've learned a few things. We've learned to expect the unexpected. I don't mean that in a good way. Expect bad things when we're not ready for them. And we even had to shut down the church and had to go totally virtual. I think we all realized pretty quickly just how much it meant to, to be here and to be a part of the body of Christ and how important that was. Amen? Yeah, that's, I mean, we, we did. It was hard. But we learned to expect the unexpected. We also, we learned to not take for granted the little things. Like toilet paper. <laughs> See, some of y'all know. Y'all, some of y'all did the same thing I did. How many times did you stop at the grocery store and walk in the door and go directly to the same aisle just to find it was still empty, right? And you leave disappointed. We all know what we're talking about, right? It's, it's, it was tough. Who would have thought? The toilet paper would have been so important. But I tell you, uh, we also learned that we fear what we can't control. You know, if I can't control it and there's nothing I can do, then that produces fear in my life. And fear does what? It, it enslaves me. It traps me. It keeps me from experiencing everything that God has for me. And God is not the author of fear. Yet, God does have a purpose for my life. He has a purpose for your life. And those purposes actually fit in to the bigger thing, which is his purpose. And that's the cool thing is we get to be a part of that. We don't have to. We get to. Man, what, what a privilege. What an awesome opportunity that we get invited by God to be a part of what he's doing. He is still in control, and he's still very active among his people. But everything's been turned upside down. But I want to share with you a few stories, if I can. I will have a few people come up here, if you would. And as they're coming up, Randy, I, I shared 
last hour that uh, somebody helped me with this, but we had a quote from you from 2014. I wish I had written that down, you know, but somebody else did. And they said, hey, this is a great quote. And I said, it sure is. Excuse me. You said, wherever there is something good and right going on in our community, we want someone from the heights to be there. Man, what an opportunity we have, right? To, to be serving a God that's so great and that we can do that. So even in the midst of all this turmoil, even in the midst of such difficult times, folks, I want to tell you, God has been very active. And we are seeing and hearing some great things. And so I have invited some friends here just to share with you very briefly uh, a few uh, stories that are going on. We'll start right over on this side. Every year around this time, we uh, work with our Love 804 partner, Place of Miracles Cafe, to provide Christmas presents for children of families who are uh, living in motels along the Jefferson Davis Corridor. Um, This year, we expect to provide presents for 120 children. Um, Another ministry that we partner with is Ready Church, uh, where through that ministry, we provide materials and labor for wheelchair ramps for those uh, who need them in the community. We partner with First Baptist Church on Washington Street in Petersburg. They have a backdoor ministry who serve the homeless, and we go over and help serve the homeless Monday through Thursday, and we go over and help pack their uh, snack bags. We have had food drives here to help stock their pantry over there. They also have a clothes bag, uh, sorry, clothes closet, where we go in and help uh, coats and hats and gloves and everything they need for the homeless people. It's a great program. A group of 26 men had the privilege of serving one of a widow in our church. They went out to her property, which was in need of repair, and they cut down over 100 trees. They had a chipper, chipped it all up. They cleaned up the, they shut a carport that needed moving. They moved the carport over by the house, and they manicured flower beds and mulched them for her. We, the church, over the past two years, have been blessed to have a meal ministry. We paired with Chick-fil-A and Domino's and with the support of our members here, we were able to feed five major hospitals, and that's all departments, and 15 freestanding emergency rooms. We had second graders that wrote amazing letters of hope and encouragement. It was a blessing to be there for those who needed us at that time. Uh, In November, the day before Thanksgiving, we'll be taking a Thanksgiving meal down to the Richmond Police Department at Precinct 4. And just to show our appreciation and thanks to them for protecting and keeping our community safe. And uh, in Romans, it says that they are God's ministers to us for good. And that Jesus also said that there's no greater love than this than a man lay down his life for his friends. And the law enforcement officers do that on a daily basis for us to keep us safe. So we just want to show them our appreciation and honor them for that. We volunteer with the ministry of this church at Richard Bland College in the athletic department where we prepare and feed pregame meals for all of the teams. There are this year seven teams, 140 student athletes and coaches Since September 1st until yesterday, we fed 28 times for approximately 650 meals. That meant 650 sets of ears got to hear a devotion, 
from God's word and were prayed over. God is definitely growing through, with the help of this church, a God-sized ministry there. I'm with the Prayer Shell Ministry. We're a part of women's ministry, but we've been around for the past 12 years. In the last two years alone, our ladies have knitted or crocheted over 5,000 items. We partner with our church family. We serve local hospitals and nursing homes and over a dozen other organizations throughout the 804. Also, every Heights mission trip takes items from the prayer shawl ministry with them. Each item has a tag just like this that tells the recipient that they are loved by God. We have been feeding approximately 60 people at the motels on Wood, Woods Edge Road. This has given us an opportunity to share Jesus, build relationships, and serve our community. In September, 15 volunteers from this church, ranging from age 30 to 80, assisted the Chester YMCA with a food distribution at the Greenlee Trailer Park. It's three miles from here. There's over 500 sites there. And we got there about 9 o'clock, and we prepared the tables. We sorted the food, and then the families either drove in or walked up, and we provided groceries for those families uh, to last about a week. When we finished, there was so much food left over that we had volunteers step up and know of other needs in the community, and they took the extra food, and it went out to other families that also could use some support. Members of our church family have shown the love of Jesus to several police precincts over the last few months. We've served about 260 in Chesterfield, Brunswick County, Colonial Heights, and Precinct 4 in Richmond. And we, um, they had lost one of their offices, so we really um, loved on them. And then we have been feeding the staffs and teachers at several schools around the area probably about 360 people at Carver Middle School, Hopewell High School, Curtis Elementary, and we also fed the Matorka football team. I'll give them a round of applause for some things happening. <laughs> I tell you, folks, it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to see what God's doing. There's, there's, let me give you a few, few more numbers just so you'll kind of get a, get a picture of what's really going on. Um, we have served well over 4,000 meals to people in the, during this last two years. 4,000 meals. We're not talking about snacks. We're talking, we have served over 4,000 people. Some of those are one-time things. Others are, are over and over. The hotel we talked about going to, we've been to that hotel over 15 times to build relationships and do those things. It's just amazing what's going on. We made thousands of phone calls, one-on-one phone calls to people. When, when uh, the isolation hit from COVID and everybody was shut up in their houses and we wanted to make sure what was going on, thousands of different phone calls just, to, just so the church was being the church and, and trying to make those things happen. Um, we painted Hopewell High School. We went to the high school and, uh, you know, and, and we said, how can we help? And boy, there it is. That's what we did. And we painted the high school for them and tried, tried to be Jesus in our community. When COVID hit and we were mandated to wear masks, um, there was an extreme shortage of masks. Do y'all remember that right at first? You couldn't find them. 
Uh, you certainly couldn't order them, couldn't do those things, but we had a group of about 100 people, and they some would shop, some would sew, some would iron, some would distribute, some would do these things, and there were so many people doing that, and people, the community were, was coming to us, and so we were taking masks, I mean thousands of masks, to hospitals, to first responders, to schools, to nursing homes, to Fort Lee, to many, many places. We were the place... They were coming to. And it makes a bit difference because we want to be the church that the 804 can't imagine being without, right? And it's in times of crisis they were looking to us. And so we want to continue to do that and making those happen. Folks, what are we saying? We're saying it's exhilarating. It's exciting. It's energizing. No matter how busy you are, no, no matter how flustered you may be, Man, when you get involved in some of this stuff and you start serving God in your passions and in your gifts and you're doing these kind of things and being able to experience it, it is awesome. And so today we are launching what we call a journey of a lifetime. You've heard us talk a little bit about that, right? You've heard us say that. What is this journey of a lifetime? Well, in a way you're already on it. But what we're doing is we're inviting you to join with us so that we can kind of be on this journey together as a body of Christ, you see? And so in this journey of a lifetime, there's so much that's a part of it that's going on. But I want to give you maybe three images that will kind of set the course or help you understand what we're talking about, okay? So the first one is right behind me, Mount Everest. How many of y'all have climbed Mount Everest? Uh, somebody said yes, but I don't believe him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, somebody over there did too. Man, we've got some great folks over here. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, no, we haven't climbed Mount Everest. Why? It's too big, isn't it? There have been people that have climbed it, and they have climbed it successfully. By the way, nobody climbed Mount Everest alone. They were all with a team. And the whole team had different, different purposes, different skill sets, different, different responsibilities. They had all the whole thing, right? So you had that. But no one's done that. But, but what we learned from the picture of Mount Everest and putting it into this journey of a lifetime is that we are, I'm a part of something bigger than me. And that's, that, I want to be that, Right? I want to be a part of something that's much bigger than me. I don't want it to be Ronnie-sized. I want it to be God-sized. I want it to be like, wow, that was awesome. And as we join together in this journey, man, at the ultimate goal of this thing, I'm a part of something bigger than me. The second image is right through those doors. Many of y'all saw it. And it's already said, why do they have tents up in the middle right where we're supposed to walk? If you said that, don't, don't admit it, okay? Now, hey, that's base camp. So what is base camp in relation to Mount Everest? It's the starting point, right? It's where, they, where it all begins. It's where they gather. It's where they, they work out their teamwork. It's where they do their training. It's where they say, hey, you're responsible for this, I'm responsible for that, and they start working development. But the whole team starts right there. And so what do we learn from base camp? I'm not alone. This journey that we're on, we get to share it with one another. We get to stand shoulder to shoulder with each other. We get to experience it with one another. And that's a gift from God, right? It's a gift from God that we don't have to do it by ourselves. Because 
in my prayer, I was talking about sometimes I feel alone, and I think you do too. But the fact is, if I understand that I am with other people and I am doing this journey with other people, then, wow, I'm not alone. And, and, and the third image is really the image of my friends who came up here and started sharing stories. That image tells us I'm making a difference. I'm actually making a difference. I'm making a difference in my home. I'm making a difference in my church. I'm making a difference in my school. I'm making a difference in my job. I'm making a difference in my community. I'm making a difference wherever I'm at. I've been told that people just won't commit to anything anymore. I don't believe that. I believe if people believe or think or understand that they are going to make a difference, They'll commit all day long because we want to do that. Why? Because God has done such a great work in our lives. The natural outflow of that is to do something that's bigger. It's to do it with a group of people, and it is to make a difference in those lives. And so everyone here has a starting point. Let me show you a graphic right here, if we can, up on the screen. So this graphic, you see Mount Everest in the background, and you see the, 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 the flags that are, are draped around it. That actually is the official starting point of the quest to go up Mount Everest. Every person, regardless of how many times they've been up Mount Everest, and some have been up it multiple times, right? But every person that's going up on this trip starts at this very point. This is it. There's something about it. We're all together. We're all on the same page. We all understand our mission. We all understand our responsibilities. We know where we're going. And now, today, this morning, wherever it is, wow, we're starting. And boom, here we go. So it's a great picture because you see the point you're trying to get to and you start it right there with one another. Hey, we, our first tangible thing that we are releasing in this, in this part of this journey, which is, uh, which is very large and has multiple layers that we'll be rolling out in the months and even years to come, uh, the very first tangible thing is, is a, a three-session uh, class that's called, or experience, if you will, that's called Starting Point. Isn't that a kind of original idea? Uh, you like that? You know, we wrestled. We had all kinds of names for it, and we originally said we just landed. Well, let's call it what it is, right? Starting Point. It is that. Why? Because we want everyone to do that. It's three hours long. It's three hours. Um, there are multiple ways to take it. You can take it one session at a time. You can take it all at one time. You know, uh, uh, you take it one session at a time on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights. You can take it one, all, all three hours on some Saturday mornings or some Sunday afternoons. We have all those things scheduled. Uh, you can certainly go to um, our, our website or use your app to go to the events page to look at all the different ones. You'll see a QR code here in just a moment. And uh, when, when they bring that up, if you scan that, that'll take you to a place where you can actually register for the ones that are on Sunday. And so we, we can do that. But listen, what we want you to understand or what, what we want to do is in these three sessions, here's what we're going to talk about. We want you to know God and we want you to know us. 
And we want you to discover your design and your purpose so that you can fulfill that in such a wonderful way so that as you join the team, as you join this group in this journey of a lifetime, wow, you can make this great impact and you can be with us on doing that. So, hey, there are multiple other things to come. And I want to share just a, just a few of those things so you can understand some of the layers that will, will come out after starting point, okay? Once you finish starting point, uh, you, you, you'll have opportunities to, to go to different places. But uh, later we have a thing, finding freedom in essentials. That's uh, really finding freedom. Maybe if you think your past or your fears or those things are keeping you back from serving, we're going to help you along so that those things no longer hold you down. We'll teach you some of the essentials of the faith in doing that. There are growth tracks to help you in, in, in your ability to lead. And these are not just courses, guys. I want you, I don't want you to think that they're courses. These are a uh, better term for it would be experiences, okay? Uh, because it's not like we're going to come up and lecture you for an hour. There's, there's some really cool things that we're developing with that. But you say, well, I'm not a leader. Everybody leads. Everybody leads somebody, right? In your home, on the job, or right here. Everybody leads somebody. We're called to make disciples. That's leading somebody, you know? And so we want to help you in making, doing those things. We are reimagining how we go about discipleship. Culture is shifting and changing so much. We're really looking at how we can have more mentor-mentee relationships. We're developing a whole coaching network. We are, uh, uh, in, in doing that, we're, we're trying to help us understand what to teach, where to teach, how to teach it, you know, so that you, you have every opportunity to learn and grow and develop in and, 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 and your walk with the Lord and, and become everything that you can be, everything that God wants you to be. There are many, many things. We're even talking about having individual assessments with folks so that we can actually sit down with you and help you discover what is your best next step in your walk with Christ. Wouldn't it be good to be able to sit down and talk with somebody to say, hey, how, how can I grow? What can I do those things? And so we're doing that. But first, hey, your next step, the first step, again, is starting point. And I think you'll see up here, if you'll put that QR code right there, if you'll scan that code, uh, there's also places out in, all over the church where we have the code. You can go and that will give you or lead you to what we have on Sundays uh, for that. But you can also, if you have the church app, or if you go church online, you go to our events page, you'll see that there are many other opportunities uh, that you can have to register and do those on Saturdays and Sundays and things like that. And you can register for anything for several months out. So man, Go get on it because some of those classes will fill up and then you'll be pushed a little bit later and make those happen. But let me, let me finish my part by saying this. I said a little bit earlier, but I kind of want to complete this thought. God has invited us on an incredible journey. That's you and me. That's every one of us. It's a journey of a lifetime. Not knowing our place and our purpose can lead to frustration it can lead to uh, being exhausted. It can lead to all those kind of things. But through starting point, this is where this goes, you will begin an adventure to find, develop, and fulfill your purpose that God has created you for. And that you'll be able to make a God-sized difference wherever you are. That is our prayer for you, is that you can make a God-sized difference wherever you are. Folks, I'm excited about it. Uh, we've had a lot of people already take starting point. If you've taken starting point, go ahead and stand up. Would you do that somewhere around here? Look at here. You'll see them all over, all over the worship center. We've got quite a few. We've got a couple hundred that have already done that. Thank you. You can sit down. Uh, we want you 
to be in the next session. We want everyone because we believe in that way. Just imagine with me, Randy, you can come on up. Just imagine with me what we can accomplish if we're all on the same page and we're all working together to make these things happen. Amen. Thank you, Randy. Yeah. Y'all excited about that? A little bit intrigued anyway at what's going on? Hey, uh, in 2004, we put together a team of people, 20 to be exact, uh, that would bring about this building and this property. It's hard to share with you how much work they did in bringing this about. They, for over a year, they met weekly and, and hours of work in between meetings. For four years, they were meeting somewhere between weekly, every other week, monthly, and again with many hours of work in, in between. And uh, they, they did all of that so that you and I today can enjoy this place of worship. Or as I also like to call it, a launching pad that launches us each week out into our community and our world to do missions and to do ministry. And I told them when we, when we started at one of our first couple of meetings, I said, you know, you're all going to do so much work. And one day, and, and we've seen that now because that, that was 17 years ago. One day, thousands of people will enjoy this place. Thousands of people will be ministered to in this place. Thousands of people will enjoy the fruit of your labor. And almost none of them will know your name. <laughs> almost none of them will know who you were and what you did to bring this about. And that was okay. It was enough for them that Jesus knew that Jesus knew what they had did so we could enjoy what we have today. I I draw you to that illustration or or to that memory because in 2019, we put together another team of people. And they would not give us another physical structure, but they would build for us a very expansive spiritual structure, a very expansive relational structure. They, They too would meet every single week and hours of work in between meetings to create something, and I, I shared this last week, that is literally going to touch every person, every ministry, every job. It's going to touch everything in this church. It is a very expansive building, relational building, spiritual building that they have built. Now, what you're seeing today is the front door. You're not seeing the whole structure. You got to find the door. You got to get inside the door and see the, the concourse. And, and, and many of us, we came in here to this building the first time. It was hard to take it all in. And I refer to a building because at least in America, churches are so defined by a building. A, a, a building will give a sense of opportunity. Uh, it kind of identifies you. It, 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 it defines your work. Well, folks, again, what this new team has put together is a spiritual building, a relational building that is going to, and I'm saying this now somewhat prophetically, not historically like I can talk about the building, but I believe we're going to get five, ten years down the road and thousands of us will be enjoying, like we never have before, a new opportunity to understand what God's purpose is in my life, to live out that purpose and to do it with each other. 
You know, as we think about what we've been introduced today, and really we're just seeing the front door of a large building, but as we think about what we've been introduced to, I want to take you back to where we were last week in Mark chapter 1. I want to take you back to the shores of Galilee. If you'll look up here at this picture, I I took that picture, that is uh, Galilee, the shores of of Galilee, and um, I can't tell you that that's the exact spot where Mark 1, 16 and following happened. But I can tell you, it might be. I can tell you that if that's not the exact spot, boy, it's somewhere right around there. That's the area that they would have been, the region of Galilee that they would have been in. So that is very much like what it looked like. So if you could just imagine, you know, 30, 40 feet off the shore there into the water, boats anchored, two or three boats You can see a couple of guys there on the shore throwing out the nets and bringing fish in. And and Jesus walks right into that scene. And he says, come follow me. You're not going to catch fish anymore. You're going to catch people. And it says there that Andrew and Simon, Andrew being Peter or Andrew and Peter, James and John, that they immediately dropped their nets and began following Christ. Now, we know, obviously, they had little to no idea of what was coming next. What would, what would happen tomorrow or next week or, or in the years ahead? Do you realize because of that moment right there on the shores of Galilee, you and I are sitting here today. When they dropped those nets and began following, that started a chain of events that put a team together to build a relational, a spiritual structure that would help you and I say yes to Christ, that would help you and I begin to follow. They did that with no idea of what is in front of them. Will you? Will you say yes and begin following Christ in this way. You know, as Ronnie and the, the team have communicated, we, we do this together. It's not something done alone. You won't, you won't find that journey in the New Testament. You won't find, here's how you follow Christ all by yourself. It's not there. What you feel, will find is how we do this together. And one of the best ways to do something together is to get all on the same page. So, so the way we say yes together here at the Heights, if you're a follower of Christ and you're a member of the Heights Baptist, we go to starting point. I, I want to challenge you. And by the way, this is absolutely open to people who are not members of the Heights Baptist Church. I'm just saying if you are a member of the Heights Baptist Church, you got to do this, as if I can say that. you got to do this. You, you've been a member for 30 days. You've been a member for 30 years. You, you come here once every six, seven weeks, or you're here six or seven times every week. Everything in between. Go to starting point. As Ronnie said, it'll cost you three hours. But I guarantee you, come to me for your money back. It's a 100% guarantee you will get back those three hours a hundredfold. In a new understanding of yourself... A new understanding of this church, even if you've been going here 30 years, you'll get a new understanding of this church and how those two things relate together 
so that you most faithfully, effectively, and I think with the most excitement can take the journey of faithfully following after Jesus Christ. Take starting point. That's what begins to open up the whole structure that has built, been built for you to say, yes, Jesus, I'll follow. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as I prayed last week, I, w- I want to pray it again. I just want to lay before you, I want to commit to you the plans of this team, the work of this team for our well-being, for our following after you. Lord, I pray you'll bless these plans and you'll use them mightily in ways we would have never imagined. Lord, it is my prayer, it is my belief that today is a new day for the Heights Baptist Church. And we're going to see things coming that we would have never even known, even known to pray about. We would have never even thought that big. Lord, that's what I want for our church. That's what I want for each individual here. Lord, I pray it won't take any time at all before 100% of us can say, I've been to starting point. Well, it's hard to imagine 100% of people do anything. May it be so here. Would you move in each of our hearts to believe new, to hope anew, to be excited about following you anew, and maybe like never before. Would you bless this towards these ends, Father? We ask that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.